0: Hey sports fans, welcome to the Greg Medford Show. I'm your host, Greg Medford. Instead of being at studios in Phoenix, Arizona, we're here in Atlanta, Georgia. 2023 Blade Show. This is where Blade Nuts and Edged Lunatics globally show up to compare their beard oil, shave sharpness, uh, knickknacks, patches, paddy wax, and all that. We've had leather workers, knife makers, bladesmiths, reduction people, folders, fixed, Damascus, Katrinkus, uh Rhino, all kinds of weird shit, elephant foreskin, sheaths, the whole nine yards. It's just been a weird weekend, and uh, here we are on Sunday. Uh, we're talking to uh, our first actual female bladesmith. This is Amy Valerius. She's from Warlander Enterprises. Amy, how are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks, Thanks. for coming in. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Um, where are you at in the building here, first of all?
1: Um, Kind of right in front of the main door. It's 4E. I got a big banner up there. It's got a black horse head on it. Okay. Uh, it's kind of where the name came from. Warlander's a horse breed. It's my favorite one, so that's kind of how it got roped in and being the business name.
0: Roped in. And where's the breed from?
1: Hmm? Uh, it was originally come as a sports breed from Australia. It's okay. a fairly recent one that most people haven't heard of, but it's a cross between uh, two European war horses.
0: So is it a big animal?
1: It's a pretty big animal. They're is it a warm blood like or... It would be considered a warm blood and they run about anywhere from 12 to 1500 pounds.
0: Okay. So uh, typical hand height of your favorite horse?
1: Um, 16,
0: 16.2. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, talk to me a little bit about your knife making.
1: Um, I come from the sheath end of it. I started a business. I would, it was originally just supposed to be like a side hustle for leather work. And I ended up hooking up with a couple of knife makers up in Montana and was doing a lot of sheath work for them it became a full-time business just doing leather sheaths and after doing that for five years and handling a few thousand custom knives kind of figured i'd give the knife making end a shot and I started that about three and a half years ago and it's been going forward since then what
0: what, great... what style of making do you do
1: uh right now i'm doing a full tang stock removal
0: okay and where do you get your steel from
1: uh, I source it from a few different places, uh, Pops, Alpha Knife Supply, and a place called Tool steel of California.
0: All right, cool. Can I see something you, I see you brought here something? Is this one of yours, Creations?
1: Yeah, yep, this is the one I'm currently carrying. It's uh, the Trout. It's got a dyed white oak burl handle on it.
0: And you make the handles as well? I do. And you make your sheaths as well?
1: I do. I custom fit the sheaths to the knife and... That way I get to play around with the colors, thread color, you know, anything I think will, like, match the knife really well.
0: And then do you do this hammer mark on here? I do. All right.
1: I kind of do a different finish on the flats for different steel. That way it's easy for me to tell them apart. If a customer comes back three years from now saying, hey, what was the steel on my knife? It's easy for me to, you know, pick it out just with a picture and let them know what it is.
0: What uh, thickness do you grind this down to before you put the micro bevel, or is it one?
1: Uh, Typically, it's somewhere between 10 and 15 thousandths on the edge. It depends on the size of the knife. On the larger ones, I'll leave it a little bit thicker, so it's a little sturdier edge. And then on the smaller ones, I grind them pretty thin, so it's more uh, razor sharp.
0: What's this steel?
1: That one's A2. Yeah,
0: I like A2. What's, what do you sell a knife like this for?
1: Uh, one like that'll usually go for about 360 somewhere around there. It really fluctuates on how wild I go on the sheath and the uh, different handle materials.
0: So, obviously, you've got some spacers and stuff. Everything's all epoxied, sandwiched, glued on here. And then uh, I see these pins. Are they recessed and then filled, or are these? The
1: micarta pins on that goes all the way through.
0: So, they're micarta pins.
1: Yeah, the ones on that are micarta pins, and then I use loveless bolts on some. I kind of switch back and forth.
0: Yeah. Well, I love your handle. It's great. Got a great feel, really sexy look to it. I like your choice of color on your spacers, too. Thanks. Very nice. Uh, So did you figure it out on your own, or did you have someone teach you?
1: Uh, I started a little bit on my own. Um, One of the companies I worked for, obviously, was making knives and then let me come over for a few hours on Saturdays and kind of play around. Then uh, when I moved down here to Georgia, I ended up hooking up with Andy Roy out of Fiddleback Forge and worked there for uh, a couple days a week for close to a year, just so I had access to a full shop with all the equipment. and. He taught me a lot of neat tricks and came a long way while I was there.
0: What kind of grinder do you have?
1: Uh, I have an Ameribraid and a TW90.
0: Cool. Travis is up the road from us. He was not too far from Bobby.
1: Yeah, he makes an awesome grinder.
0: Well, good-looking knife. Thank you. Um, do you grind them hard or...?
1: Uh... Yeah, I've been doing all my heat treating first and then I'll grind them hardened at full thickness. Nice. Uh, depending on the steel, like I do use ABL as a stainless and it is notorious for warping. So it's a lot easier to get it to come out straight all the way to the end if I leave it full thickness and then clamp it when I put it in temper.
0: Cool. Can I see the sheet that you make for it?
1: Yeah, uh, this is actually one of my uh, production style ones. Let me get it off. Hmm? Not no, this isn't a custom. I started doing a production line, so uh, other knife makers just have a quality, you know, economical option to bring with their knives.
0: So you make this as well? Yes. All right.
1: Yeah. So, I, still, I still do some leather work for other knife makers.
0: So this is your undressed? That's it, my
1: undressed basic working production sheath. working sheath. Cool. As you can see by the paint stains and the, everything else on it.
0: Sure, and then you d- you do some fancy stuff.
1: Yeah, I've done everything. I've done a whole bunch of stuff with different exotics. Your ostrich, alligator, caiman, hippo. Do you hunt? Uh, just went this last fall for the first time. What'd you hunt? Uh, we had a white tail out in, up here in North Georgia.
0: Nice, so. nice. Um, if somebody wants to find your knives and find out about you, where do they go?
1: Uh, I got a website, warlanderenterprises.com. They can also find me on social media, either by Amy Valerius on Facebook, or I do have a Warlander Knives uh, private group, and then Instagram on warlander underscore enterprises.
0: Tell me about you. uh, Where'd you grow up?
1: I grew up mostly in the Sierra Nevada mountains on the California-Nevada border. Yeah. Uh, My father worked at a hydroelectric plant out there, so we were homeschooled and kind of ran wild in the woods up in the mountains, Uh, until I was a teenager, then we moved more into the Central Valley, and later teens moved down to Vegas, ended up living there for about seven years, went to Montana for four and a half, and then I've been here in Georgia for almost five.
0: What brought you to Georgia?
1: The knife-making community, largely, and uh, the real estate prices kind of priced me out of Montana, and the southeast was somewhere I'd never spent time, so I wanted to come down here, check it out, explore, and like the whole the collector and knife making world in the southeast is very dense so I figured this was a good place for business-wise just as far as developing okay. the sheath work and being able to actually communicate and talk to other knife makers to you know, figure out the knife making end of it.
0: Where are your people from? Valerius is the coolest last name
1: I've heard in a while. Uh, I actually elected to make that up because I changed my name to that. I didn't want my ex's name anymore and <laughs> Uh, My family hasn't been on great terms. My parents weren't real great people, so I didn't want to go back to my maiden name. Okay, okay. I liked that one. It stuck. I liked it enough, and that's what I changed my name to. Sounds Greek. I I am actually Greek. Are you Greek? Yeah.
0: Oh, so am I. There's a few of us Greeks. Yeah. Have you you done any shows in Europe at all?
1: I have not. Like, I've been to Europe a few times, but I haven't done any shows.
0: It's funny when you show up in Europe. It's on my... uh, somewhere on my website it says in my background that greek heritage my Mm -hmm. grandfather's nicotopolis and so uh i show up in europe and these greek guys show up from athens and piraeus and they're they're like oh greek boy made good look greek boy and they they want to hang out it's just hilarious (laughs) just because (laughs) just because of last name it's so so Uh funny um okay cool very cool uh pleasure meeting you yeah. What, what do you what do you see coming? Do you see any trends or changes or evolution of your knife making that is on the horizon?
1: Um, I've been collecting equipment and supplies, so I'm going to start doing some like hidden tang, uh, stag stuff coming up in the next few months. Yeah, just as a different style, just a new thing to learn, and you know I like going back and forth. I like learning new things, and you know having the option for customers between a very like outdoorsy antler, leather, hidden tank style, and then like the wood or micarta, full tank stuff. There's a customer base for both and it keeps my life interesting.
0: Have you found as people get to know you, you have more work than you can handle?
1: I've had more work than I can handle for a long time. The word got out a couple years after I started making sheaths and I couldn't make enough.
0: What kind of stitcher do you use?
1: Uh, It's a Cobra class four.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, Cobra comes up a lot when I ask.
1: Well, I think there's one actual plant that makes three different brands, and they paint them different colors, Uh but that was the first major piece of equipment I invested in when I got the leather shop going, and I have beat the crap out of it for eight years. Do you know how to fix it?
0: Have you had to fix it a bunch of times?
1: uh, There's been one little spring on it that snapped the whole time I've had it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah.
0: And then uh, what's your uh, uh, next piece of equipment you want to buy?
1: Milling machine. I need a benchtop milling machine for doing guards on hidden tanks.
0: Okay, all right, very cool. Um, what's, do you have a name to this model? Do you have certain patterns that you kind of yeah, do a lot like of? Yeah, I
1: have, I think about 28 different models right now and they all have their own name. So they're a repeatable pattern on the full tank stuff. And then I'll see how much I do just stock removal wise versus forging when it comes to the hidden tang. And that has more of a style as opposed to a particular model name.
0: What do you do with this uh, this knife right here? Do you have a piece of bar stock that you cut it out by hand?
1: Uh, Yeah, like I'll use bar stock anywhere from inch and a quarter to inch and a half, and then I just uh, die chem it so you can see it when you scribe the outline of the profile on there, and then I'll use a belt to just grind the profile out.
0: It's fucking nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I would swap. I would swallow lower. a bullet doing that. I learned how to make <laughs> knives that way, and I was like, all right, got to not do this very often. <laughs>
1: no, when it comes to profiling, that's probably my least favorite part of uh-huh, the process. Uh-huh. So when I do it, like, I'll do 50 or 70 knives all at once just so I don't have to do it for a couple of months.
0: Right, right. Cool. What kind of kiln do you have?
1: i got a Paragon.
0: Yep, I use Paragon also. You yeah. have one of those shotgun double-wides the. That- Twelve by 24 yeah, or whatever? It's a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. a
1: big one. I think mine's 18 inches deep, but yeah, yeah it's a yeah. double wide. Okay, cool. Yeah, i usually run about 12 knives at a time when I heat treat.
0: Nice. Bag them all individually?
1: Huh? Depending on the steel, yep.
0: Yeah, okay. Very cool. And, uh, uh, and, and then have you found that... Uh, I mean, do you really want to venture out, or do you really like the comfort of your zone, like this is what I like to make, or or do you want to do as much variety? Just as a designer, as a maker, where do you... Some people find the comfort in the thing they get really good at, and other people are like, I know how to do that, I like doing other stuff. What's your... How's your role?
1: For me, that was actually kind of a lot of appeal of the knife making end. There is an unlimited amount of options in the knife world. Like, you can spend your entire life learning, and you'll never run out of things to learn yeah. So, for me, it's going to be a constant evolutionary process. Like, I got a pretty decent handle on your basic hidden tang or basic full tang knife. Now I get to venture out. Like, I've got people that are definitely willing to teach me when it comes to learning Damascus, when I get, you know, the equipment to do that in, hidden tangs, like, you know, takedowns. I like learning new things. Like, I'll always have a baseline because, like, that's it's nice when you're just not into the zone that day. But you're working, doing something that you're very familiar with for me really works and then if I'm feeling creative that day, I can go wild on something fancy.
0: Nice. Well, uh pleasure meeting you. I wish you the very best of luck. Uh you still no you still a lone sole operator. You don't have any employees? No, it's just me. Uh keep it peaceful. That's a nice way it to is. go. I
1: love working in there. <laughs>
0: Alright, very cool. Well, uh, Amy, uh, Pleasure Mania and Warlander Enterprises is where they can find you online. Warlander, Warlander Enterprises.com.
1: Warlander Enterprises.com or Warlander underscore Enterprises on Instagram are probably the two easiest ways.
0: Nice. What do you find that works best for you on Instagram these days? Stills or videos or what?
1: Um, I haven't done a whole lot of videos, so that's kind of something I'm working on breaking into just to see what how that works out. Yep. It's. It's been very back and forth being a knife maker on Instagram.
0: Got it. Cool. Well, thanks for coming by. I appreciate you spending a few minutes. I hope you had a great show.
1: I did. Thank you so much for having me on. Pleasure.
0: Thank you very much. All right, sports fans, that's the show. Check in anytime. You can also find us over on iTunes, Spotify, Rumble. Of course, on YouTube, who censors the shit out of me and throttles my wild ass, which I just hate. Drives me nuts. Thanks for coming in and checking us out. We're out.